Hello, this is Ro from Roads Uncharted. Last time on Roads Uncharted, we'd come face to face with a granny thistle. Initially, the interview was fruitless, but we sensed that there was something wrong and we pestered her and pestered her until she grew so frustrated and revealed her final form. A fight broke out and we were able to reunite Hunter with Shepard. It was a heartfelt moment that I felt we did not need to intrude upon. Despite some warning from Granny Thistle that we were stuck in this weird realm, we made it out of the portal. Though Shepard's human form was still left behind. Anyway, we continue on our adventure, having left our new friends to their own devices. The road out before us. Eight and row, it's been a couple days since you left the cabin in the woods belonging to Hunter and Shepard. You're still continuing your trek south through the woods. What have the two of you been up to the last couple days? I think I've been trying to figure out how to get along without Arthas. Arthas provides a lot of, you know, utility, just being so large. And so adapting and working around that, I think is harder than we had anticipated when we first parted ways. So like stuff that would be really easy would be like finding eggs because Arthas would be able to just look at a tree and write in his eyeline would be some eggs. So Ro would would definitely be like, oh, oh no, all right. Where are the eggs? This would be so much easier if I was 11 feet tall. Oh, how about this? Uh, eight, do you think you could stand on my shoulders? I will wring my hands at you asking this. Friend Ro, I would be delighted to stand on your shoulders, but I must admit I have some trepidation that my weight might be too much for your shoulders to bear. Perhaps you should stand on my shoulders. Please, how heavy can you be? I've never adequately weighed myself, but I imagine that my frame is fairly bulky. We can test this okay, and see if you're willing to support my girth, but we'll see exactly how this works out. And I will do my best to clamber up your, I don't know, cl- climb over your shoulders. Hold on, I do some stretches real quick. Uh, okay. Ooh, I'm an adventurer. I'm physically capable. I work out. I'm good. Let's do this, Eight. Ro, give me a brawn check. Give it to me at... Eight, what's your brawn? Three. Give it to me at hard difficulty. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's four failures. Four advantages. <laughs> I love it. I've already got an idea if you don't have one for what those advantages can be. I I don't. I, I don't. I really don't. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Have at it. So if you want to describe your failure, I can absolutely make a, a narrative for those four advantages. Sure. Yeah, I can, I'll describe the failure. It's awkward at first because we can't figure out how to get you onto my shoulders. And it's one of those things where I say stand on my shoulders, 
but really, I mean, sit on my shoulders and you literally stand, right? And so you take that, you take the step and I'm like, what, Eight, what are you doing? Your foot is on my shoulder. You're supposed to, and- You said stand on your shoulders. Yes, yeah, it's, I know stand, but not literally stand. Then why didn't you say sit on your shoulders if you actually meant to sit on them? Look, look, look. Oh, ew, there's a worm on your foot. There's a worm on your foot. And then as I'm like flailing around and the worm is getting towards my face, like, <laughs> you're like, what? And kick me in the nose. <laughs> Which caused me to fall over. As I go tumbling to the ground, uh, landing on my automated butt, I sit on the ground next to you. Friend Roe. Is your face okay? I did not mean to strike you with my foot. It was an accident. Oh, look! This is actually quite fortuitous. It seems we've landed face first next to a quail's nest. And look! There's a handful of eggs here. And I will take my hands and gently scoop them up. Friend Ro, you have quite the nose for eggs. I'm rubbing my nose. Yes, whatever little nose I have left. Oh, it's not your fault, mate. Oh, I just... You're right. I did not anticipate how heavy you were. You said quail's eggs. I assume they're quail's eggs. Quail's nest on the ground. Oh. Although I'm sure many other birds nest on the ground as well. Oh, I did not know that. Though they are speckled like a quail's eggs. Though other eggs are also speckled besides quail's eggs. This is wonderful. We found eggs. I look at your face. How mess? How jacked up is your nose? I don't think very. It's not, uh, it's just, you know, it's a sensitive part of the face, you know, so it's more, more, more pain than actual damage, you know. Okay. So I didn't break your nose or anything. I don't know. GM looks like she's thinking. <laughs> You're fine. I'll leave it between the two of you. How bad the nose is? Okay. I think it makes sense that it's just I bashed it a little bit, and it. Yeah. It's just maybe a little bruised but not broken or anything i definitely have like the dark spots underneath the eyes on the bridge of the nose for uh, for a bit but nothing nothing that won't heal uh, with with time i hold the eggs and i just say to you bro we can head back to camp and i can begin cooking these conventionally after all without my spoon i am afraid i am quite magically limited that's okay. Once we get you some some sort of conduit, we'll get you. We'll, we'll be back in form in no time. And then we can go back to eating gray paste. Yes, we can do that. And I will trundle off with eggs in hand, cradling them lovingly, so as to not smush the crap out of them. As you do. Meanwhile. In the not-too-distant town of Honey Hills. Dawson, what are you up to? Now, I'm probably posted at the corner of a tavern. Um, there's some fledgling adventurers around me. They're uh, celebrating our uh, their first foray into adventure. Um, which, you know, I've seen a lot of uh, real exciting real exciting adventures, but theirs was rescue Miss Matilda's cat that was missing. And um, they're getting a little too excited about like the 40 copper pieces they got paid. 
but you know it buys enough rounds for the group and i guess i shouldn't be too disappointed that they're all alive so i'm sitting at the tavern with a pipe uh smoking my tobacco and just you know watching their youthful enthusiasm i know you said you you just helped out this group of fledgling adventurers but how long have you been in this town how long have you been staking out I shouldn't say staking out. What exactly did you come into this town for? Was it to help people find a cat? Absolutely not. This town happens to be the last town on the way to a specific um, personal endeavor of mine. And, you know, I posted up a flyer earlier looking for adventures, which was how I met this lovely bunch. Um, but it's about a day's travel from where I'm looking to go. Um, but after today, I don't think they're going to fit the bill. Sounds more as the pity, more searching for you then. Yep. So I've been here about maybe a week. A week. Okay. As you are sitting in the tavern, your fledgling adventure, I'll call them groupies for now, you know, drinking and making merry around you, trying to get you to cheer up and and get you into a celebratory mood. Eight and wrote, you have arrived in the town of Honey Hills. It is a small town just beyond the forest. They are known for their beekeeping, hence the name. As you're walking into town, you see a sign for the general store, you see a sign for the inn, and you see a sign for the tavern. They're the first three buildings that are right there at the entryway to the town. Dawson, what's the name of this tavern? Honeydrop. The inn is the beehive, and the general store is the bee's knees. Did you say the bee's knees? Yep. As you two are entering Honey Hills, what's the first thing that you do? So this town's known for its beekeeping. It's it's practice of apiary. Are there just like fields of beehives that are just kind of hanging out? Or or what's the, what's the look? When you exited the forest, you saw this town in the distance. And it was very clear that off in the hills, off to the side of the town, there are like just fields and fields of all these little boxes. And once you got close to the town, you realized that it was all apiary fields you could see people out in their suits their veils their heavy clothing tending and harvesting the honey and honeycomb I think as we break the edge of the forest and we see the village I will turn to Ro and say friend Ro look a village I was not aware we were closing in on one. Neither was I. Though, they seem quite, quite odd. Don't you think? They're wearing strange outfits. Perhaps they are sensitive to sunlight. And they are attempting to protect themselves. Yes, uh, I, I, I suppose so. Might we just ask when we arrive at a, a tavern or or supply store? Speaking of which, are we low on on anything? Bessie, and I'll turn and look at the donkey. 
can you tell me what we're missing or what we're low on? And I will raise my eyebrows expectantly. As ever, you get just a blank stare. Every once in a while, you see a ear twitch in very slow, mechanical motion. I don't believe Bessie has been doing a good job as quartermaster. Okay, okay. Well, is there is there a sign or anything that says this place is called Honey Hills? Mm-hmm. At the entrance to the town. Okay, cool. And it's like very cute little like yellow words with a blue sky and clouds and everything. It says, welcome to sunny Honey Hills. Okay. As we as we approach and enter the town proper and noticing um, honey on it. Oh, oh, look at okay. So so they might have a honey. You know, we could we could stock up on that. Some sweetener for the teas that we that we frequently enjoy. That's good. That's good. Honey can be used not only for tea, but also for healing tinctures. Oh. I, I suppose you're right. I never thought of it that way. So yes, I suppose we can stock up on honey while we are here in sunny honey hills. That's a very fun name to say. Sunny honey hills. Sunny honey hills. Why don't they just add the sunny in the beginning? They do. The sign says, welcome to sunny honey hills. Yes, but you see, it's smaller. The, the sunny is smaller than just honey hills. Perhaps person making the script on the sign was unsure of which sunny to write mm, mm. and figured writing it smaller would detract from the possibility they made an error. Are you two having this conversation standing in front of the sign? No. We're walking. We're walking. Walking, talking. We walk and talk. Yeah. Okay. Okay, you're walking and talking. Okay. Dawson, while you're sitting in the tavern, you happen to notice a construct, a human, walking with them a donkey and a cart coming into town. And these are people you haven't seen the entire week you've been here. Right. Um, what sort of gear do they kind of carry on them? Like, are they armed? Are they, you know, just in like traveling merchant gear? I, I look like I have some adventuring under my belt. I wear extremely oversized armor and I do carry a sword. I don't think I have a cape. I don't. I don't think Roe is a cape kind of person. But that's the only indication that you got that. Maybe. That, oh, and and Roe Roe's face looks kind of beat up it, <laughs> uh, at the moment, indicating that violence or or, or a, an altercation might have happened recently. <laughs> but that's Roe. Almost like you're on the tail end of what could have been a bar fight. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And. The construct looks definitely does not look like an adventurer. Polished white armor, though towards the lower extremities, you can tell that there's been a lot of traveling because it's just dust and mud caked on a lot of like the boot and lower sections of the legs. And they wear just a simple blue cloth wrap that hangs kind of like a half cape down their back. And from where you stand, I would say that you probably just see some leather goods in the back of the wagon. So maybe like a tent and some sleeping rolls, but nothing that necessarily makes us look 
like merchants or 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 bounty hunters or anything there's no like giant boar or anything back there we're, we're just two weird people walking I think I'm just gonna watch them from where, from where I sit for the moment I really want to get a grasp of what they're doing in town uh, like I'll probably watch them through the windows whether they're kind of heading towards a job board or the shop I think it would be a good good idea to post Bessie up in some sort of stable first and then see what the town has to offer. That sounds reasonable. Though, I feel like it would be easier to stock up our provisions if Bessie was with us when we went to the general store. I, I suppose so. Okay, so general store first, and then, and then finding a tavern with a stable that Bessie could uh, shelter in. And also food for you. Food for me, yes, but those quail eggs were quite filling this morning. So I'm not hungry now. All right, so I won't make y'all roleplay this. Is there anything specifically out of the general store that you would have picked up? Honey. Honey. Okay, I mean, that was easy. I mean, there's all sorts of honey. There's jalapeno. Well, it's not really jalapeno, but it's spicy honey. Jalapeno honey. Oh, that sounds awesome. There's like honey and strawberry jam type preserves. So yeah, I think I think something would be like just the, uh, I mean, all of this is gonna be honey, <laughs> but specific specifically, honey that you eat, perhaps candy, burn balm or salve of some kind. Oh, bee balm. Yeah, bee balm. Wax or or uh, lantern fuel. <laughs> and would there be a hat, like a beekeeper beeke- beekeeper's hat? Yeah. Okay, I'll look at it and just be like, this would be very useful, but I don't understand the cage around the face. I believe it filters the bad air. So, so like, if we went back to the devil's butthole, it would filter out all the, all the, all the air. In theory, I suppose that makes sense. Uh, sure, this seems like very good utility. I was just going to get it to keep the sun out of my eyes, but... If it, if it does prevent bad smells. I suppose it could double as a sort of disguise for anonymity. Sure. If you wear it, I can't see your face that well. You are obscured. Hmm. In case we ever need to go undercover. Yes. Exactly. See? All of our investigation training really paid off. Y'all are the worst. Yes. Deep cover to to root out an illicit r- crime ring syndicate. I don't know. I, I just... I blink absentmindedly. I read about it once. It was quite scary, but we do come across one of those. I think we'll be prepared with a face-obscuring hat. So all of that row will run you about 10 gold. 10 gold? All right, yeah. Let's go ahead and add your miscellaneous items to your inventory. Eight, anything from you? Uh, God, Ro is like those people that go to Canada just for the maple candy. Like they go just over the border to get the maple syrup and the candy. I'll get some bandage wraps. Okay. To go with all of that honey. Mm-hmm. I will look for a new cooking spoon. Yeah, you can find another wooden spoon. 
Or cast iron, it's your choice. I, I specifically am like popping open my gauntlet and like testing to see how each type of spoon fits mm-hmm. inside of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's like, I'll put it in, close it, and then I'll practice popping it out and be like, mm, no, that one catches slightly. And then I'll put it back and then I'll try another one, close it, pop it. Uh, that one's a little loose when I shake my, my wrist. And I think I will wind up settling on uh, just a, you said metal, but I don't think I'd get a metal one. I think I would just get like a simple oak wooden spoon. Do I, do I, do I notice like you picking up various spoons, like of wood, metal, there's no plastic, other, other material? I, I would say so. Okay. I just approach and just, so it doesn't have to be wood. Does it have to be a spoon? For cooking? Oh, I thought you I thought you were looking for another conduit. Oh no. My spoon was broken. Without the spoon I cannot cook. I need a spoon to cook. How else would I stir things? With a fork? Well, I suppose so, but it does not have the same effect as a spoon. And if I were to get a metal one, it would scrape the bottom of the pan. And I am told metal filings in food is not particularly cared for by people who consume food. I don't, I don't think I've ever noticed. It's because I take care with my wooden spoon not to cause that. And I appreciate that. I'm sorry, I just, I just thought you were looking for another, another arcane conduit. <laughs> mm. I was going to suggest maybe perhaps a knife, you know, a L- little bit of a utility there. Goodness. It's a magical conduit that you can also stab someone with. Why would I stab someone? We're adventurous, eight. I do not want to stab anyone. I also don't want to stab anyone, but again, we're adventurers. We have been set upon by people who wish to do us harm. And I'd rather be a little bit more defensive, especially now with all this gone. One quick second. Dawson, could you roll me a vigilance check for me at medium difficulty so it'll be too purple? Sure. My result is one threat. (laughs) 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 So the bees needs honey drop and the beehive are all the first three signs you see in the town because they're all connected. Picture like a cracker barrel where you have the tavern. The inn is actually upstairs that you can go into the tavern to get to. And the general store is connected to the tavern with like a big open archway. Dawson, from where you're sitting... You're on the other side of where, near, close kind of where the door is. And through the noise of the tavern and your companions celebrating, you just hear the word adventurers. You don't know who said it. You don't hear the rest of the conversation. You just hear one word, adventurers. So I will sit up from where I assume I have, what time is it? Is it morning? Afternoon? Night? You tell me, is it lunchtime or dinner time? Uh, I'm going to say lunchtime. And it Um, is lunchtime. So I probably move my empty plate and my empty mug back over towards the bartender or, you know, whoever is working. And I'll kind of step up and grab my hammer because I'm not going to leave that thing behind for this rabble. 
And I'm gonna start walking and it's probably a little imposing because Dawson is carrying a hammer and walking through these stores with this giant mall. And I'm just gonna try and find whoever said adventurers. So row and eight as you were. At this point, the conver- I guess the conversation would have moved on and I'd be just looking at various different spoons and like holding them out to eight and like, is this, how, how about this one? Try this one. In each one, I have like some reason why it doesn't work. It's like, oh no, the haft on this one is much too imbalanced. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, uh, imbalanced, great. Um, the reservoir on this one is much too shallow. I would not be able to hold any liquid with this one. Obviously, obviously, I'll throw it behind me. This one is a fork. I, I, I didn't think you'd notice that one. You are testing my culinary knowledge. I want to keep you on your toes, Nate. <laughs> and eventually I'll settle on one of the ones that you hand me. Like this one. This one's perfect. It's made of the right material. It feels good in my hand. And it has the appropriate size to maximize cooking utility. And Dawson, these are the only two in the shop other than a little old lady that is stocking shelves. How formidable does she look? So funny that you ask. This shop is very much, like I said, it's like a Cracker Barrel gift shop where like there are tall shelves, there's like nick-a-brack everywhere, all right? So while you hear this conversation going on, you don't exactly see anybody. The first person you do see is this old lady who's talking shelves. She does have a hook for a hand. She's a little, (laughs) Ren, she's a little hunched over. You know, she's got an eye patch on her right eye. She sees you and, and immediately spits into a spittoon and says, what do you want? Well, uh... I'm, I'm just browsing, ma'am. So, so, so sorry to bother you. She nods, goes back to very carefully folding the linen shirts that have the uh, Honey Hills emblem. At that moment, I turn around and Dawson, you would see this automaton with flashing, brilliant purple eyes holding a little something in their hand and just go, look, friend Ro. This is a bee soap, and it is shaped like a bee. It is adorable. I thought, I thought that was candy. I bought two, thinking we could, I could eat them. Well, it does not hurt to have soap on hand, correct? I'm going to change my character sheet to say soap instead of candy. <laughs> I can almost imagine this one dancing right now. Buzz, buzz, buzz. And I kind of like float it over towards your face and boop your nose with it. Boop. Ah. <laughs> this is nice. This is this is very nice. And everything's so conveniently nearby. There's the look, there's a tavern over there. We can get lunch. And then I I think there were there were rooms upstairs. And look. That man has a giant hammer. Dawson, if you want to describe yourself, my God. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> so probably in stark contrast to the two of you, Dawson is a human, uh, probably early 60s. They have kind of a crew cut that at one point was brown, but it's just streaked with gray. They are heavily muscled, wearing like a chain shirt with leather thrown over it. They stand at like 6'6", 
and are probably close to like 220 pounds. They have scars covering their arms. They're, they have like one gash across their face in a straight line and these piercing green eyes. And they, uh, they have a sword on their hip, a shield on their back, and they are carrying this two-handed maul that is made of like basalt with like a brown leather wrapping around it. And it almost seems to be emanating like a heat from this hammer as you kind of like get closer. Um, <clears throat> didn't, didn't mean to um, interrupt your shopping or anything, but um, do the two of you happen to be adventurers? <laughs> uh, uh, yes, what would give it away? Um, well, your penchant for trinkets, uh, uh, I suppose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, I suppose that tracks. I, I, I assume you're also an adventurer? Hello, hail, and well-met, adventurer. Um, well, well-met, um, Dawson, Dawson Sawyer, um. Dawson Sawyer, good to meet you. My name is Ro, and this is my friend, best friend, Eight. Oh, it's a pleasure to meet you, Ro, Eight. Um, I am a adventurer trainer, um, close to retirement anyways, looking, um, for to uh, kind of um, find a group to uh, delve into some dangerous ruins for one last job before I retire. Dangerous ruins? There are dangerous ruins nearby, Eight. You are ready to retire? Yeah. I've uh, been around for a while and I think after this job, I'm ready to, I'm ready to, you know, buy a house, maybe start a garden. I was under the impression that adventuring retirement looks like death. Yeah, well, for most it is. But that's not you. You you want to actually continue living your life beyond adventuring. That, yeah. I mean, preferably I'd like to be alive. Yes, okay. Bro, and, and I will... Look at look at you, Ro. Don't you remember Rodag? Rodag was retired. Rodag was retired, yes. I believe Rodag insinuated that death was, quote, second retirement. Mm, yes. So so these ruins, what what sort of so you you were planning to go and scout it out, to map it out for commission, and then that, that should give you enough funds for your house and garden. Well, um, I've already been there before. Oh. And, um, uh, didn't get all the way through. Mmm. Um. Well, you know, second time's the charm. Yeah, some, something like that. Something like that. Um, it's, a uh, well, I, I ain't a scholar, but this place used to be a temple or dungeon dedicated to Brenda. Who's Brenda? Um. Some so, some some god. Oh, I I I'm not a religious type. <laughs> there, there's just too many. Um, but I, I'm still learning. Can can I make a lore check to know if I know anything about Brenda? We we've destroyed the GM. <laughs> I I can't. Um. Yes. Yes. You may make a lore check. 
I'm going to give this one to you at easy difficulty. Two advantages and a success left over. Okay. What do you want to use your advantages for? Or do you want to wait until I give you a response? I don't really need anything right now. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, perhaps I might notice that there is some sort of common trinket or wall hanging signifying that someone here practices or at least believes in Brenda. Brenda, from your studies back in your tower, um, Brenda is one of the elemental spirits. Um, Long, 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 long ago, people used to worship the elements as gods within themselves. You know, so they, they would have submitted offerings to them. They potentially would have built up structures dedicated to them. And there's not really a clear path as to what happened, why people started to worship the new pantheon that is in existence now with all its major and minor deities. While there are people that still recognize the importance of these elementals, there isn't like a dedicated religion to any of them that you're aware of. But Brinda was the earth elemental. So as far as a trinket, you see that there is almost like a snow globe, a miniature snow globe with the glass ball about the size of a baseball. Mm -hmm. And in it is a formation of rocks, almost in the shape of a human. It's like a humanoid shaped rock creature. And it's like a glittery substance. It's not necessarily like snow in the snow globe. Would I be correct to assume that perhaps that was a quote, rumored form of Brenda? Correct. Okay. Ah, yes, Brenda, an old elemental spirit of the earth, actually. suppose it would not be entirely out of the question for a village that makes its living off of apiary to have close ties to the elemental spirit of earth. Bro, I am learning so much today and having so much fun. This is yes, quite, quite, quite interesting, quite fun. So, Dawson, this temple, this ruin. Do you perhaps require assistance? Well, um, if you're offering, I won't turn down. Uh, I won't turn down help. Uh, you see, and I'd even offer to pay. But if you pay us, how can you retire? Well, uh. I've got enough state saved up, so to speak. I could retire now if I wanted, but this this place is personal. Oh, so this is more like, you know, like for the thrill of it, you love adventuring so much that you're willing to give it one last goodbye. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, it we have been traveling for quite a while. We could stop for a couple of days, help out our friend, new friend Dawson here. What do you, th- what do you say? I will nod. It would be nice for us to help friend Dawson retire. And after all, and I'll look at Dawson again. So he's like about half as tall as Arthas, has a giant hammer. 
He reminds me of half of Arthas. So in a way, it's almost like helping Arthas. Arthas is a uh, a friend of ours. Do they travel with you? Or are you expecting them? Do they, you know, leave? Do they die? Uh, no, no, uh, not not anything like death or or or, or, or whatnot. Um, Arthas just had other responsibilities um, and needed to go take care of them urgently. A quest, a knight's quest. Well, um, if the two of you are in, uh, I say um, I'll secure some rations, um, and we can. I'm staying at the tavern. The honey drop, but. Uh, say we leave tomorrow morning um i'll be in the tavern if you want to ask me more questions uh i I look at the old lady uh just a lot of pioneers here in this otherwise empty room (laughs) (laughs) how common are uh automatons since you're an adventurer and you've been adventuring for a long time, I'd say you've maybe seen a couple, but they're usually accompanying like some of the wealthier residents of the continent down south. They're not really a standard thing. Have I ever seen one of them adventuring? Or is this the first one? No, this is the first one. I'll just put a finger up in the air as I say to you, Dawson. If you are procuring rations, you do not need to worry about feeding me, as I do not need to eat food to live. All right, well, that's good to know. Um, you need oil or anything like that? I don't, I don't think so. I've, I just bought lantern wax. How, how, um, diligent? Well, yes, yes. Um, when you see a general store, you stock up. We do travel through a lot of villages and towns and hamlets on our adventures. And not all of them have a general stall, so... Not all of them have inns and taverns, either. This is quite, quite the nice stop. I mean, you, you, you look like you've been around and you've been adventuring. You've probably been to many of the places around here. Yeah, I mean, I've been adventure for 40 plus years traveling. 40 plus years. Wow. The dedication. You you must have some wonderful stories. Yeah, I've also got my share of uh, cautionary tales, I suppose. Hey, this could be this could be a wonderful opportunity for us to learn more of the adventurer's code. Oh, yes. Just like our friend Big Mood had said. Oh, and I will like rip the edge of a nearby shelf. We are in a tavern and we have met a new person that this is now our friend. This is the start of a new adventure. Look at that. Effortless. (laughs) And with that, we're going to call the session ended. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us next time, but in the interim, follow us on Twitter at Roads Uncharted. The Roads Uncharted podcast is GM'd and produced by Dax, who you can find on Twitter at GM underscore Dax. We use the Genesis RPG system published by Fantasy Flight Games and music licensed by Epidemic Sound. Eight is played by Ren, who also composed the music for our opening theme. Follow them on Twitter at Thorny Dryad. Roe is played by Kappa, and you can follow him on Twitter at the Kappa Chris. Arthas, champion of Offham, is played by Neil. 
and Dawson is played by our guest, Graham. You can follow him on Twitter at GrahamCrackers1 and Twitch at twitch.tv slash GrahamCrackers.